A retired nun tonight is now facing fraud and money laundering charges in connection with an embezzlement scheme. Cooper is accused of using that money to pay credit card bills and lavish gambling trips to Las Vegas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Bad Bookkeeper podcast featuring Craig Feltner, attorney, CPA, and owner of Supporting Strategies of Greater Cincinnati. I'm your host, Steve King, founder and president of People at Your Service, and I'm honored to have Craig and his team as one of our great members of our collaborative of professional services companies. And together, this collaborative group serves and supports growing businesses in Greater Cincinnati and beyond. Craig, as an attorney, CPA, longtime CFO, and now the owner of Supporting Strategies, one of the largest and leading outsourced bookkeeping companies in the nation, you have been vigilant about sharing with me these countless examples of dangers that exist for business owners, especially small business owners, when we're talking about bad bookkeeping, often illegal bookkeeping that happens. And, and Craig, I appreciate just your again your your uh, your vigilance with this. So I know you've got three important examples to share with us today. Uh, in the back to school edition of the Bad Bookkeeper podcast. So, this is, uh, this is the back to school special edition. Uh, I have a son at the University of Cincinnati, a daughter entering eighth grade, and uh, it's back to school. So let's take a look at uh, uh, these three cases that we have that are related to uh, bad bookkeepers in, uh, in school systems. What do you got, man? Lay it on us. It, you know, before we before we get into those, I just I, I just want to get a little something off my uh, off my chest that uh, you know some of these cases in our first uh, two episodes maybe we've made uh, light of some of these uh, these cases that um, uh, and, and that's not necessarily our intention to to pay, to you know to poke fun. There are some real victims in these cases, both the companies that have had significant amount of money taken from them, as well as the, uh, the embezzler. Uh, you, you know, maybe there's something going on in their life, whether it's uh, um, a financial strain, maybe uh, depression, uh, something else going on in their life that is uh, causing them to um, uh, go down this road with, with taking from their employer. So, you know, I just want to clarify that, uh, uh, there, there, there are two real victims in all of these. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, these are, these are serious, uh, serious crimes and situations that, uh, uh, we don't necessarily intend to make, make light of. So, um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, for sure. And we, we, and you and I've talked a lot about that. I know your heart, uh, so I certainly appreciate that. And I think at the end of the day, this is this is as a small business owner, this is helpful to understand the context of this stuff that's out there, and, and frankly, how rampant. It yeah, is. I'm just always so. startled by the, the 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 frequency and the dollar amounts that uh, um, uh, that these that these embezzlement cases happen. Right. That's. So it's 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 a situation of being more startled by the frequency and the dollar amounts that uh, so many of these are preventable, but but it doesn't it just happens time and time again. Yeah. You know. So speaking of that, um, let's dial back to uh, to uh, to last month's uh, Cincinnati edition uh, of our podcast, and one of our uh, bad bookkeepers uh, was in yesterday's Cincinnati Inquirer that. Um, she was sentenced uh, uh, earlier this week, Elizabeth Faisal, 
uh, in which she stole over $2 million from her employer. She was sentenced uh, to eight years in prison with the requirement that she pay back $2 million. So she's she's 46 years old, so she'll be uh, 54, 55 years old when she's when she's released with uh, uh, paying back this $2 million. So I think that $2 million is probably more fictional. I doubt if that will ever happen, but uh, but she was sentenced eight years uh, and expected to pay back the other uh, $2 million. Wow. So there's an update from that from, uh, from last month. Yeah, thanks. All right, what do you got for this month? All right, so we have three, uh, three book, uh, bookkeeping cases related to uh, the school districts uh, this month. The first one is Temecula Valley in California. Virginia Ellen Shaw. Uh, she was the bookkeeper for Temecula Valley High for 28 years. Uh, she was fired in 2017 um, and charged with stealing more than $330,000 from at least 60 student club accounts over a six-year period. Uh, the prosecutor said Shaw operated with almost no oversight, handling both the books and the money, uh, which we know is uh, a recipe for, uh, for problems. You know, when you see that she was there for 28 years, what we've noticed in these cases are sometimes uh, the employee is a, a long-time employee and sometimes they're very short-term. So I don't think there is necessarily a, a recipe there that uh, you may have an employee that's been with you for a for a very long time that without the proper uh, internal controls, uh, this type of stuff can happen. But that's a good point. So, so if you're saying then it was not really from the school itself, it's from all of these extracurricular clubs, I don't know, sports, well, or chess I mean, club, or right, the audio video club. Or each one of these, right, they have car washes, they sell, you know, uh, candy <laughs> and uh, have different uh, fundraising. And, and I believe they had different accounts set up for each of these uh, student clubs. And what, uh, what Shaw was doing was she began to borrow from one. Uh, as she would take from one, she would then transfer money over uh, to the other club to when they needed money, right? Oh, wow. So you have that, that, that domino effect. And she ended up getting caught when, when some of these, these clubs ended up falling short with money that they uh, were expected to have. So the, um, uh, the district assistant superintendent uh, said that she ended up stealing too much. Uh, because, right, you, you know, eventually you run into that that, that Bernie Madoff situation where uh, the house of cards begins to uh, begins to fall. Yeah. Um, uh, what I found interesting about this was uh, the assistant superintendent, they did come out with some uh, measures that they've taken. So that's good. Right. They got they got proactive. They recognized that. Uh, uh, they had some weaknesses in their system. Um, uh, during the time that uh, Shaw was stealing, she was being supervised uh, by the principal. And the, and, the, and the principals, you know, they don't they don't have that uh, finance background. They have other things that they're dealing with. And I think they just assume that uh, everything's cool with these with these student clubs. So they they began to. Um, have each of these schools report to a, a fiscal officer who has the the background and how this uh, should be handled and and so a tighter control. They also began to 
standardized systems across all of the schools so that they could move uh, those responsible from one school to another to prevent them from getting too comfortable in, in one school, which is a, which is a good idea, right? You don't want that, you don't want that one person to have control uh, over everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and one thing that, you know, they, they, they do have an annual audit and she mentioned that uh, the annual audit is not going to pick this stuff, this stuff up uh, if they're not getting, you know, she says, if the documentation exists that, I, that says I should have made the $10,000 deposit and then I did, then it doesn't catch it. Uh, she borrowed from accounts to pay others. And, and I'll agree with that to a point, a, a good audit. Uh, they're going to see all of these transfers between the different clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, and question that. Yeah. So a good independent set of eyes on this would have identified, you know, why all these transfers from the chess club uh, to yeah. the uh, book club, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, um, and that and that should have raised some flags, yeah. right? You know, there there shouldn't be those those transfers. So 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 you know, some analytical steps in an audit or with an independent set of eyes. Uh, would identify these types of things, you know, so supporting strategies. We are not a, um, uh, we don't issue opinions on financial statements, but as part of our process, when we identify things that look inconsistent, you know, we're going to offer you our yeah. opinion, right? Yeah. Whether it's qualified, unqualified. Um, and that's what a good third party independent yeah. um, uh, set of eyes should do for you. Got it. Okay. And they do expect to cut, recover about 70% of the $330,000 through insurance, but um, still a big hit for them. So Virginia Ellen Shaw, Temecula Valley High. Okay. What's next? Our next is Sister Mary Margaret Kruper. Oh, man. Say it in the so. I said that right. <laughs> Sister Mary Margaret, uh, where she was the principal at St. James Catholic School in uh, Torrance, California. She was also responsible for the um, for the school's finances, uh, which is you know that's a that's a bad idea mm -hmm. to have the uh, the principal also in charge of the of the finances. So over a uh, period of time, Sister Mary Margaret uh, stole more than eight hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in school funds to pay for gambling trips to Las Vegas and other expenses. Oh my gosh. So hey look, you know, if if a if a sister can do this, uh uh it's up for grabs, right? Um so uh sister Mary Margaret uh instead of depositing students tuition into an account that would pay for the school fees uh and uh she would deposit the money into separate accounts for the uh, convent, and then she had easier access to that, and she would use that for uh, for gambling expenses. Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, I, as the school's bookkeeper as well as principal, she oversaw the school's monthly and annual uh, reports to the school administration. She faked those reports and lulled St. James School and the administration in believing that the school's finances were being properly accounted for and its financial assets properly safeguarded. So how do you how do you how do you prevent that? You don't let Miss Sister Mary Margaret. Uh, she, you know she had finances. Uh, uh, right. You need you need to have the separation of duties. Um, uh, she's remorseful for what happened. 
I think she ran into she uh, she became a nun when she was 18, and for the next 59 years she dedicated her life to helping others and educating children. Um, unfortunately, later in life she's been suffering from a mental illness that clouded her judgment and caused her to do something she otherwise would not have done. Look, I get that, but um, uh, to the tune of over $800,000, I think maybe her gambling. Uh, problems really, really overtook her. Well, so. I think it, it, you know, it kind of goes back to what you talked about early on in the, the in the episode, right? I mean, there's victims. I mean, she's you could argue she's a, she's got mental health. I mean, that's a real thing. There's things that are happening there. Simply a system of separation of, in this case, truly church and state. I mean, separation of the the administration from the finances and having just a third party verification, the oversights and things that you've talked about, right? So. You should you should feel eight hundred thirty five thousand dollars missing, <laughs> absolutely, and just a uh, you, you know whether it's a a group of parents uh, that review the financials, uh, a third party uh, firm that reviews the financials, you know just some uh, some basic analytical testing, reviewing of the financials should should bring this to light. Yeah. Uh, questioning some things, you know, why why this transfer out? Why did you move this money over to this other account? Right. Um, uh, and, and you'll see in our next case, you know, whether where there's where there's cash involved, uh, that that can be more difficult to control. Right. But you know, eight hundred thirty-five thousand uh, dollars. Parents are paying tuition. Yeah. They're they're not paying it with cash. Yeah. It's 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 easier to account for that type of stuff. All right. What's the third? The third one is uh, Jessica Baca in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This one, there's, there's, there's nothing significant about this case. It's recent. Uh, what, uh, um, how, how she made it to our list is this is your everyman's bookkeeping. This is uh, Jessica. Um, uh, she, uh, this is, this is the lunch pail, right? She, she put on her hard hat, grab her lunch pail, and go to work as the secretary and bookkeeper and. And she she didn't steal a significant amount of money, but it was um, uh, I think over a ten month period, uh, twenty five thousand dollars had been stolen from the school's activity fund. I'm guessing it probably started small. You know, maybe she needed some money for uh, for lunch or gas or whatever it was, and then uh, started small with the idea to pay it back, and then it begins to begins to mushroom. But th but this kind of stuff can happen. It does happen at uh, uh, school systems all across the country that they have the, you know, the fall festival and there's a lot of cash involved. Mm. It's hard to account for it. And, th and that's where you need to have the proper reviews and systems in place. Uh, you know, simply if you just, um, uh, if somebody reviewed the bank reconciliation, if somebody, if somebody reviewed, you know, how did last year's fall festival do versus this year's fall festival. I, right. I find it, it's very helpful to look at, at trends of one period versus another, that, that some things can just jump out to you. It doesn't take the work of a, um, uh, a forensic accountant. It does not, right? <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff should jump out to you. So, uh, so Jessica Baca, she pled guilty uh, to embezzlement uh, in June of this past year. She faced up to 18 months in prison. Uh, she was sentenced to five years probation. Also ordered to pay back the money and perform 80 hours of community service. And if she finishes, she'll get a conditional discharge. So, you know, when when if somebody were to 
uh, uh, to look at her her background, uh, you know, five, six years from now, maybe they won't see this right. type of thing. So that's where, you know, background check is very important, but it's also important then to have the controls in place. Yeah. To prevent uh, this type of thing happening, but how did she get caught? Do you, do you know how she got? Caught? I do not know how she got caught. Because, yeah. um, yeah. as you said, I mean, this is the Everman's book. I mean, like anybody that's involved in any sort of extracurricular PTO boosters, whatever. I mean, you, you certainly have that kind of money flowing through your organization for sure, right? And so, this is where you could just see the death of a thousand cuts, right? A thousand bucks here, five hundred bucks here, seven hundred bucks. I mean. So this can happen in any and every school. Start or small, and then when yeah. you see, hey, I didn't get caught, yeah. and I, you know, I need another uh, five hundred bucks. You know, next thing yeah. it's it's ten thousand wow. dollars. And um, my guess is, uh, she ended up taking too much, and uh, you know, just like uh, the first case, mm -hmm. that uh, eventually it comes to light. Well, I've got. Uh, I I, I've known you now enough to know, I, I think I probably can guess your uh, winner, loser of the month here, but what do you, what do you got? Slam dunk, Sister Mary <laughs> Margaret. Sister Mary Margaret. That, uh, I mean, that's just, um, what else, what else can yeah. you say? She's now an ex-nun. Yeah. Uh, and is in prison. And that's, that's, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a it's a bad story, but it's a it's a it happens. Give, right? give us uh, so as we wind uh, down, uh, Craig. I mean, give us as you're thinking about schools and clubs and athletic clubs and all these different extracurriculars. Is there kind of a tip of the week that you'd leave with the audience to say if you're involved with this? Here's here's the kind of the one tip to take away from these things. Don't let the person that's handling the cash and the transactions also. Uh, do the books right there needs to be that separation of yeah. of of duties that that's why sister Mary Margaret was able to take over eight hundred thousand dollars because she prepared the the books and gave them to the uh, to the board or whoever was was taking a look at them but she had total control over over what those statements looked like mm. uh, so you need to have those those checks and balances okay. Um, you know, last month we talked about paper checks. This month it's more a matter of, of don't let one person just have so much control that they can get away with this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, um, yeah, I think about it. I used to run athletic boosters for, for my church and school. So, I mean, we would have to your point concessions and things, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on a big weekend kind of flowing through there. So how, how do you. How do you control that? Sorry to put you. I mean, how do you have that oversight? Is it just multiple people, or you know, I th I, I think something like that is look. You know, if if somebody's going to take fifty bucks, they're going to take fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, but on a on a larger scale, uh, you know what you you know what you bought, right? Yeah. You know what you sold in hot dogs and Gatorade and sure. and, and and so. When you deposit a certain amount, you should know what your approximate margins are, right? Yeah. If you bought the Gatorades at Costco for fifty cents a piece and you're selling them for two, yeah. Um, so somebody needs to do that financial statement instead of just taking that stack of cash and and throwing it in the bank and and hope that uh, things made sense. So just yeah. some just some simple accounting that you know whether it's QuickBooks Online or something along those lines that that. Uh, 
Uh, stay away from spreadsheets from accounting for this type of stuff. Uh, use a, a, a real system to uh, to account for your for your school functions yeah. and and look for those those easy to identify markers of hey we should have had this much money yeah. Um, yeah and then you know maybe compare it to 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 prior years and then look at the bank reconciliation right make sure that everything was uh, deposited but but have somebody look at that that didn't make that deposit yeah. right if you're gonna have that same person look at it that's making the deposit uh, you're defeating yeah. uh, the purpose. Well, separation of church and state, right? So the separation of duties, that oversight. Literally. Uh, yeah, literally yeah. for Sister Mary Margaret. Literally for Sister Mary Margaret. All right, Craig. Well, hey, thanks so much for, again, your help, your insight. Back to school. Vigilant on this. So thanks for the back to school episode of the Bad Bookkeeper podcast. Every Thank you. Day. All right.